And uh, no matter how hard you try and have things set up and ready to go, you can't remember how to do it. That's just the way it seems to work out for me lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been a while, so. <laughs> At least I remember how that button works. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> well, gotta, gotta, gotta blow the rust off every spring. I sure as fall, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's chilly season is what it is. Yes. Not the silly season, the chilly season. Uh, silly and silly. That's yeah. where all the all the gossip and the rumors and the questions and <laughs> and the and the yeah. non-answer answers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> and the Renegades on Dirt yep. podcast is back. We've actually got Kaylee on us, Mr. Kaylee Emerson, on the phone with us tonight. And we're just going to kind of go back through the season and we'll talk about some things that are coming up for next year. And once again, we want to thank Palmer's Tavern, Sandy and Brooke and all the gang down at Palmer's Tavern doing everything they can to stay open and and serve you during this pandemic. Crazy time. <laughs> These turbulent times in the chilly season. We also, weren't going to start again, but turbulent times were over, but uh, we're going to take too long. So. Well, you know. We also got to thank Liquid Nitro Energy Drink and Residlo's Old World Meats down in Hermantown, Minnesota. Uh, all the snack sticks that you need and all the energy to get you to the finish line. Liquid Nitro, thanks a lot, you guys. We do appreciate you staying with us. Kaylee, what's going on? Uh, busy, busy, busy. Busy booking shows and talking to racetracks and... Uh working on race cars and answering questions and making videos and answering more questions and putting uh the titanium uh debacle to bed and just yeah yeah been a been, been a crazy season so far maybe matches the times i guess so but it's all good man it's all going really good so well and, and you know it's a, you know it's a crazy year because your business is still going crazy and it's made it a little yeah. tougher for us to get together and do these things. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we were done. We're going to be done for deer season. That's the plan. But uh, we missed a little. So. Apparently, we're, you were uh, talking we're... deer season in Southern California. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, you know, for everything uh, that this year has brought to us. I mean, I think that's uh, that's the message that I. If you take anything away from the podcast tonight, it's. You know, if you're pretty bummed about the world, you gotta you gotta look around more, and you gotta get off social media, and you gotta get off uh, watching the news and everything else. Cause, man, the world's still a beautiful place, and we still got to race, and we had a hell of a season, and uh, we're gonna get to race again. You know, one way or the other, you know, things could be a hell of a lot worse, I guess. So, well, yeah, e- even when times are good, they could still be worse. I mean, it just. <laughs> you mean times are bad? Wait, I don't know what that means. Times are good, or it can always be worse. Exactly, it can always exactly. No, I mean we're uh, we've been working a lot with the Western Renegades and uh, of course UMSS and well all of them really. Um, But but uh, Miles and I have talked uh, a lot, and um, we've got uh, uh, Grand Forks is uh, um, 
been very gracious and uh, been trying to figure out which shows are going to be whose and uh, we've got several other tracks that have asked for you know one day at least a month and uh, it's it's been really good so I have no complaints when it comes to uh, racing and the Renegade brand and uh, and the people we're involved with and our sponsors and and I wish I had a little more time for doing this a little more often, but uh, we'll get there. So this will be a good start. Yeah, yeah, because Lord knows we've got all kinds of time in the summer. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. but uh, this year, how about things, you? What this, have you been? I was just gonna say this year things have been just continued out a little farther than they normally do. I don't know. Things have been pretty good here. Uh, Still, still employed gainfully. Um, yeah. So that that's a positive, <laughs> right? Other Absolutely. than that, you know, I, um, my li- my living situation isn't exactly conducive to um, living the, living my life the way I want to. Yep. Because I have to pay attention to some of the other people that live around me. Yep. So, you know, there, there's been some changes and some. Uh, challenges, and, and you know, but we get up every morning, go to work, and do what right. you got to do. Right. Well, hey, you got to hit some golf balls this summer, and uh, like I said, we got to turn some laps, and, and uh, you know, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know we did, and, and uh, yeah, it's like I said, I think uh, life is life is good. So the world's still a beautiful place because it's got lots of dirt tracks in it. So. Yes, and many that want to have us at them. Right, right, yeah, well, speaking of, uh, well, go ahead. I was going to say, that's a beautiful thing in and of itself, but... Oh, yeah, yep. Unfortunately, the weather is non-conducive, so (laughs) so we got to try to figure out ways to make it more fun in the winter. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, the the winter we've had so far, um, at least in northern Minnesota, is... uh, you know, if this is global warming, I say bring it on, baby. So it's, just, right? it's been pretty nice. You know, the ground's not froze yet, and but the lakes are freezing, so the ice fishermen there appear to be be uh, somewhat happy. And uh, uh, we've got a little bit of snow and and uh, a couple more, at least another good-looking week coming up, looks like. So we'll get some more work done, and by then we should be in good shape. So, man, things are coming up roses, I guess. So we're we're happy. And my Facebook feed reminded me that this day, seven years ago, I was asking if anyone thought my neighbors would yell about me snow blowing at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, they would now because there ain't no snow. So. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, uh, you mentioned uh, the season, the review, uh, review some of the season. So I guess I, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up right away is, um, you know, you were obviously the race director of, uh, of, you know, the whole, the whole summer, um, which was kind of a surprise coming in. It wasn't, uh, wasn't the intention right away, but it probably worked out really good and you did a fantastic job and, uh, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. Yeah. We, we had, we had some, we had some wild nights and, uh, you know, but like everything that's, you know, there's a little drama and, uh, but we got through it and it went really well and the tracks were really happy. And, and, uh, so, so first off, I want to, you know, tell you that you did a great job and we really appreciate it. And, uh, I think that goes for for the majority of of the renegades. And uh, um, I wanted your input, though. What uh, 
what show sticks out in your mind, you know, either from a race director perspective or, uh, you know, the media guy or, you know, all the different hats that you wear with the series. I mean, what was, oh my God. what was the night of racing this summer for you? The, the night of racing would actually have been the 30 car show in Grand Forks. Yeah, that was a wild night. We busted our butts. And I think we put on two hellacious shows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, we, we went out there with way more cars than we were expecting. And we found a way to get it done and get everybody out to run a full night. And two features. Everybody seemed happy. Um, and, man... It, it, the the racing that was on the track was spectacular. Yep. And we just couldn't have asked for a better night. No, I, I completely agree. That was well, and, and the, the graciousness, the, you know, the speedway was in a quite a spot for a moment because they didn't anticipate, you know, that many cars either. And, and, uh, you know, so we, we sat down with them and, and we had to figure out what are we going to do with all these guys? Cause you know, we showed up when nobody expects to go home on the trailer and, and uh, right. everybody expects to get the starting pay, you know, and, and boy, Grand Forks was, was really gracious. And, and I, like I said, or you said, we, you, we definitely held up to our end of the bargain, um, but it was absolutely the right call. And that format though, it obviously needs a little bit of tweaking here and there. Um, that format has proven itself to be, you know, a, to, to produce some awesome racing when you put the, you know, caliber of drivers that are kind of in the same, you know, experience level together yeah. on the racetrack. Plus the heat races are phenomenal because everybody knows you got one chance. And so you better get there. And uh, so it's, you know, like I said, right. I, we can, we could just debate this topic all night. Um, I know there's, there's lots of drivers that have, you know, some varying opinions and whatever, but uh, you know, just as, from you know a broad perspective you know it's absolutely the right direction we love what it's produced and um, you know i knew when we rolled on the speedway for feature two and you could hear the, the crowd cheering after feature one um and i look over and and uh, you see that young man get his first win at his home track um yeah. you know and he's standing on his on the top of the car and the, the grandstand is on its feet you know I, I just shook my head and said this was absolutely the the right thing yep. and um you know if you want to find the picture of that because they got they got one of the coolest victory lanes that there is i mean i know because i've seen the pictures i never actually been in it <laughs> but uh but um you know they're uh they you know they do they do it right in grand forks and uh um i'll tell you that the excitement that that generated um you know, was really, was really something I would, I would have a hard time debating that that was one of the, one of the best nights of the year. Right. And, you know, Brody Hutton picking up that win for him, that was a huge deal for him, especially yep. being in front of his hometown crowd with a bunch of his hometown people in the pits with him. Oh, and then the, the, you know, Facebook was just lit up with, you know, comments, um, you know, congratulating him and, and uh, everything. And, the, and of course, you know, the Western guys are, you know, they're, they're basically the same as us, you know, they're just such goodwill, you know, you know, yeah. family oriented in the pit area people. And of course they race as hard as anybody, but, uh, but they were all really excited for him. And, uh, and of course he didn't get that, you know, he, that, nobody gave him that win. I mean, no. he, uh, he beat some pretty fast cars to, to get there. So, and I would contend that I don't care, you know, how you park it in victory lane at grand forks or what class you're in. There's, there's no gimmies. I mean, you just the racetrack itself. I mean, we, uh, 
you know, Eric, Eric got uh, seriously hurt at that place and, uh, and thank God, you know, he was, he's okay. And, and we'll be back in action next year, uh, maybe even in a 410 car sounds like. So, yes. um, but it's, but that place is really something, you know, so. Yeah. And, and you know, so, it, it's weird for me because the standouts in my mind were that show in Grand Forks, the first show that we did this last, this year out in Fargo where we had yep. the split uh, or come out of the gate with, uh, with 20 cars. Yeah. Yep. And yep. the first night with me <laughs> and being the race director. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here you go. Trial by fire. Here, have, was, have a huge car field. And... <laughs> yeah. You'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll do fine. <laughs> yeah. Quite a contrast from when we were there the year before. Yeah. Um, just kind of getting our, you know, starting to peel the training wheels off and starting to try and get some media stuff rolling and, you know, the t-shirt trailer. And I think you were doing some video and, and, uh, yep. stringing cards and meeting people. And, uh, yeah, quite a, it's been a, been a long, strange journey, but, yeah. uh, it's been great. Every night is, every night is just, you know, seems to almost top to last. It's crazy. And, you know, then we've also got to put in the shout out for the event at the Hibbing Speedway. Hibbing Raceway. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that was, I'll tell you the, uh, you know, I, I couldn't, uh, tell you what was my favorite night. Um, but there's so many memorable ones and the Hibbing Raceway one is one that I am, I would say that that's probably one that I'm as a series, one of the most proud of. Yes. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not, you know why, but it's not, uh, it really has nothing to do with car count or show or whatever. I mean, we put on a decent show. Um, I wish I could have been a part of the feature cause it was really, you know, my style of racetrack and uh, unfortunately I got a flat right away, but, um, you know, the heart that our guys showed that night, um, and the racetrack was in kind of a awkward spot um, cause they had had some rainouts, I think, and, uh, they really needed to get that show in so they didn't have to do track points at their big show, the Labor Day shootout. Um, you know, which is a, which is a historic race. And, and, you know, you know, with track points, and these are part of the reason why we don't do points because, you know, it, it rubs everybody the wrong way and it, it changes the characteristic of things, you know, especially when you go into a show like that and you have to do track points to figure something out. Um, and they needed uh you know, I think, I think some of the Hoosier tire money was on the line too. So um, regardless um, that the speedway came to us and said, you know, Hey man, it rained. We, we were, you know, we weren't quite halfway and it poured yeah. and uh, they said, what do we do? Um, can well, you help us? And, we, Jake and I had talked a couple of times before that we'd both been looking at the weather and the radar. And I said, what are we going to do, dude? And he says, you know, it's season championship night. We've got to try and get it in. Yep. And I said, okay, tell me what you need, and we will do everything we can to help you. Yep. You know, and he come up a couple of different times, asked what options we we would entertain and what he what I figured the guys would be willing to do. And I just told him, I said, you know, whatever you need. I said, right. You know, our, our guys just want to race, and they're willing to help out in any way that they can. Yep. And we went out and we knew the rain was coming and they decided they wanted to work through it. And when the rains hit, I went and found Jake right away and we were watching the track and he said, let's give it a few minutes to kind of settle in and let the water run off. And then we'll bring some cars out and start trying to get it back. Mm -hmm. That's okay. 
went and ran through the pits, told everybody, hey, get ready. We're going to go out and pack. Make sure you got a full load of fuel because this is going to take a while. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was, it was wet. And I was, I said, just remember, guys, the track is going to be slippery and you've got to fire on your way to the track. Do not wait till you're at the track to do it. You'll never get it started. Yep. And I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad that I remembered that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We'd had a bunch of fishtailing bummers out another, there. Another, <laughs> uh, another learning night. Yep. Yeah, the guys fired off and came out, and it was a little bit slick, and they rolled the top in. Oh, dude, it was, it was, uh, I mean, when we pulled on the racetrack, like, the water was shooting up in the air off the tires, you know? Yep. And it was like, whew, all right, well, <laughs> we're not going anywhere for But, you know, fortunately, the other cars were not out there um, because it gave us room to keep our speed up. And, you know, sprint cars just are really good at at packing and um i'm of the opinion and i know that this you know guys will probably fight me for this but uh you know you got to be willing to do your part i don't think that the car should necessarily have to pack every night or whatever when the track has a responsibility but you know we got to put a show on for the fans and and um you know if the track's in a bad spot and needs help i mean and that's what i loved is we didn't not one guy not one guy uh said a word or hesitated or didn't go to his car and get in immediately i mean we literally brought everybody together and you said hey the tracks act asked us to uh to go run this in we got to do it and and there was no discussion there was no nothing guys walked to their cars got in them and went out there and i mean our cars were you know destroyed when it was done they were <laughs> i mean i have never taken so long to wash a race car in my life and a sprint car I usually wash pretty fast you know so well, um, you, you don't normally mud bog a sprint car <laughs> no no but uh <laughs> but you know um we stayed we stayed out there a long time and then pretty soon the rest of the cars you know got on the racetrack and and um you know we we had enough of a couple grooves ran in that they could uh they could do it and and uh then then they struggled a little bit because you know obviously they're already time crunched and, uh, and same thing. They just, the cars were having trouble. It was still just a little too slimy if I remember right. So we, so we bumped up our heat races. And so again, you know, guys are still scraping their cars off and dumping fuel and, you know, trying to get going again. And, and, uh, we got to go and, well, Hey, we got to get, we got to get in the cars and go like they need us on the track now. And, uh, once again, you know, and again, uh, this is why I'm so proud of, of our group and, exactly. and of our series and whatever, because, you know, there wasn't one complaint. There wasn't one, well, what the hell we're not. Nope. Everybody. And, and they knew they got in their cars and they went out and we put on, you know, a couple of really good heat races up or really fast heat races. <laughs> um, it's really fun to go faster on the Hibbing Speedway. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, what a, what a night. And then the kicker after all of it is that it was never a thing. It was never a discussion. It was never uh wow, what the, I mean, giving was, was definitely awesome. And they gave all our guys a little bit extra money and, and uh, some fuel and whatever. Um, so that was really good, but uh, you know, it wasn't, that wasn't an expectation and it was never mentioned again. It was just another regular night of racing, which is, you know, that's, to me, I mean, that just checks every box off the list of what we're what we're doing here and what we represent. And it I produced mean. some tremendous racing. Oh, for all the classes, all night long. I mean, I'll tell you, the highlight of the night happened, and I, I honestly, I had to hear it secondhand. So, um, but there was a princess, you know, I don't know if it was an A mod or B mod driver, 
you know, with the super fancy holler and a fancy fire suit and, you know, the pristine car, you know, I'm sure he was a $60,000 race car, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, one of, uh, one of our guys or a couple of our guys are kind of pitted by him and, and they come in and they're just, you know, the car is just, you know, dragging the ground. Cause there's just clay falling off of it everywhere and get out and, you know, and the drivers are covered or whatever. This guy has the balls to, uh, to kind of point and laugh, you know, like what are you guys doing, you know? And, uh, um, yeah, I don't, I, I can't even really necessarily repeat what, how the rest of the night went. There was no like fist fight or anything, but, <laughs> but our guys, you know, definitely stood up for themselves and, uh, put this guy in his place. Um, you know, if you're a princess, you know, the dirt track is not for you. <laughs> so, you know what you can, uh, you can take your, you know, that's fine. You got fancy stuff or whatever, but it's still a dirt track. So yep. if you're, uh, if you're afraid to get your car dirty, um, then, then, you know what, you know, you should reevaluate, uh, what your hobby is. So, and, uh, this guy, of course, looked the part, you know, um, so it, uh, was kind of daintily, you know, prancing through the pit area, you know, trying not to get his nice shoes all, uh, all dirty. So, <laughs> so it was pretty funny, you know, cause he had to walk right through all of the sprint car guys. And of course, you know, our guys stick, stick pretty well together. So, uh, so I don't think it was a super pleasant experience for him. I don't, don't know that he would choose to pick on, on sprint car guys <laughs> to save the night again. So, but you know, like I said, I, I can't say enough about um, our group. And, and I think that, I think that basically goes through all the renegade series. You know, I don't, I don't think it's atypical, um, that it's just our guys, you know, I feel like all the groups would, would do that same thing. I mean, how we had Western guys the first time at Hibbing when we did get rained out, you know, that traveled, you know, hours and hours and hours to come there just to try and turn some laps, you know, and fortunately Hibbing was nice enough that night to, uh, to get us on the track and at least got one heat race on, you know, so, But, uh, yeah, they they, but yeah. Pu- they pushed that night and tried to get it in before the rain, and the rain was just a little bit faster than we were. And yeah, well, you really can't complain about any of the racetracks at all um, oh. in the way that we've been treated, um, the way we've been accepted. Um, you know, some of the comments are pretty funny uh, from some of the people that don't uh, necessarily like sprint cars all that much. But, I mean, we definitely, probably one of the biggest accomplishments of the season is that we have our own, we're creating our own fans. And, um, and not necessarily that they're not fans of racing in general also, but, uh, you know, people are starting to know the names and starting to recognize the cars and, and, um, you know, it's all of the things that you and I have discussed, you know, for years and years and years on, on how to, uh, how, how it's got to go and it's happening, you know? So, so what a, what a cool year. Yes. Yeah. I've noticed some favorite drivers coming out and you can kind of hear the grandstands get a little louder when those particular cars come on the track. Right. And it just, it, 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 listening to the transition through the year that way was payment in itself. <laughs> well, if, if, and then this is a big if, but, you know, if you and I, you know, can coordinate the things that we have dreamt of and have in the works and have worked towards, um, you know, a renegade a Northern renegade, uh, show should be really something to see, you know, I mean, it already is good racing and, and, and all the things that, uh, we want it to be, but, you know, we're, uh, we're definitely not sitting on our hands or resting on our laurels. If that's how you say it. Um, you know, there's a lot of really cool things in the works and it's all geared for that fan experience, you know? Um, you know, I, I truly believe this and I know you agree. Um, but I want our drivers to feel and be treated and, and looked at like superstars, you know, 
people don't need to necessarily know or care that these are regular working people that, you know, got to be to work at 7am on Monday or whatever. Um, you know, they're, when they're at that racetrack, I mean, you drive a sprint car, man, you're taking a big chance right there. There's a lot of, a lot of guys in the pit area that won't even get in one. So, um, so they're already, they're already brave. And, uh, so we want to make sure that they, you know, that the the fans see them the way that, uh, that we do. So. And coming, coming off of this year, I know that, uh, there's some irons in the fire to try something a little bit new for next year. And, uh, (laughs) I'm not sure how well it's going to go. I I know that some guys have been looking forward to it and been making some parts purchases, but uh, yeah. there's there's this rumor that the uh, Northern Renegades are going to have a wing series. The, non, the, the Northern Renegades non-wing sprint car series is going to be the uh, something other than non-wing sprint cars. Is that what you're insinuating, Randy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, the, the, the birds want to fly, so they got to grow some wings. Is right, what I'm understanding. Right. Well. <laughs> well, so here's what here's the short version. Um, you know, of course, the Bemidji Speedway is you know, you could say every one of our tracks is our favorite track, but. Uh, um, you know, Bemidji is a special place and it's special for a little different reason than a lot of the others. Um, but it's, you know, where we really, you know, we're really fit in well with the group or, or the people and the environment and, you know, just a, just a cool historic place. And, um, and they're really open to, Hey, whatever, you know, you guys want to try racing the other way around the track. Cool. Let's see what happens, you know? And so, uh, so we come in, you know, to, you know, the stampede, um, you know, kind of the crown jewel Bemidji, Bemidji race and um, we're, we're coming into it and it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot going on already. Um, but, and I honestly, I couldn't even tell you right now how it come about, but it was in very short notice. I mean, like within the week before or whatever, it was like, we should add wing cars. Like, I mean, cause why not, you know? And uh so on extremely short notice, um, of course, you know, Tanya, Tanya Bemidji is, you know, amazing to work with. And, and she's like, you know, we haven't had wing sprint cars on the Bemidji Speedway for a very long time. So this would be cool. I mean, I don't care if you have two cars, let's just see what happens, you know? Right. And so, uh, so yeah, so we, you know, based on the success of the wing program that the UMSS is running, um, you know, that's, that's the renegade renegade brand wing program. Um, you know, that thing has really taken off down at Cedar Lake and whatever. And, and, uh, so we said, what the hell, let's give it a try, you know? And of course that night, you know, it was a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, non-wing guys, um, you know, just found wings. I mean, heck, we spent half the day in the pit area there. Uh, Mark Chevalier from P1 Performance, um, running around showing guys how wings go on cars, you know? I mean, it was, uh, it was one of those days you kind of wish you could, you could capture all of it on, on video or whatever, you know, it, it, uh, it would have made a pretty good YouTube channel for the day. Cause you know, you got these guys that are just really getting their minds around how their sprint cars work. And now, now they're taking it to the next level, you know? And, uh, so, but it, it was awesome. It was, uh, it worked out really, really well. Um, of course the first day kind of got cut short, so, um, we didn't, didn't get to do everything that we wanted to do, but the second day, uh, um, we got the wings on them and got them out there. And I mean, this was a, of course, no points, um, but was no pay trophy only. Let's just see what happens, you know? And, uh, um, we actually had two, uh, they're basically dedicated wing cars, 
uh, Mark Cervalia brought his, and um, and Zach Wild, um, who is a NOSA 410 guy, um, and has raced with the Western cars a handful of times. Um, you know, has a has a wingless car, and so he came because you know he wanted to try the wing out on it, right. and uh, and so, and of course, uh, for history's sake, the very first ever northern renegade wing sprint car feature winner was zach wild um after a, the hell of a battle with mark chevalier and i actually led a couple laps before i just you know kind of got moved aside by the two you know wing guys that really knew what the hell they were doing but uh, i'll tell you what our guys our guys did an awesome job um you know guys that have not been in a wing car ever um you know the cars are they're 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 way different with a wing on them and uh they they're i don't want to say they're substantially faster uh but they are i mean they're just the bottom line they got so much traction and and uh they, they seem like they carry the stuff. corners better oh they're it's a whole different animal um with the wing on and of course we a lot of us are making i went out with like way too little air in the in the tires so they shake really bad and you think the whole car is coming apart and whatever but <laughs> it's uh you know, so um, in well, light of that, Zach did try to take his car apart on the front wall. Well, there's a cool picture on uh, <laughs> um, nrsprints.com, our website. Um, there is a cool picture of Zach after he smoked the wall. The car is, you know, two feet in the air. And, uh, you know, again, the great thing about the sprint cars, I mean, he come in, like changed a wheel and a radius rod or something, bolted the wing on, went out and won the very first Northern Renegade wing feature. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was really something, you know, but you know, there's a guy, he was given her. I mean, there is no yep. question. He, he would have gave it everything he could to double up that night. And, uh, and so it was, so it was pretty awesome, you know, that he was able to get that win. another, um, well, I don't want to switch topics, but just a little shout out to Josh Brayford who, who did win that wingless feature and uh, been a long time coming. And uh, so that was, that was super cool to see him, you know, finally get over the hill after lots and lots of heartbreak, yes. um, you know, been, and everybody that knows Josh knows he's just a, well, he's a goofball and he can fix anything. Probably the handiest guy that there is, you know, anywhere, not just at the racetrack, but uh, and he give you the shirt off his back. Yep. But, uh, but to, uh, you also know, he's just hammered down. I mean, he goes and there's no question. And, uh, and you know, if, if any show, um, if you want to see the, you know, the most exciting thing that's going to happen all night long, you just keep your eye on the 56 because you know, <laughs> he, uh, he, he's going to be fast green, or he's going to be exciting Bush, <laughs> or both. Yeah. And, and Greenbush, he put on a hell of a show, just avoiding wrecks and, uh, blowing <laughs> off the racetrack and coming back around. I mean, I don't know how he keeps the, Apparently you can only start the thing once. So just, <laughs> he, never, he never lets her die, man. It's great. So, but, uh, but anyway, um, you know, back to the, back to the wing deal, um, you know, based on the success and the enthusiasm, um, you know, we're going to roll out some wing shows this year. Um, we've been talking with some tracks and uh, we've got, we've got interest already. And, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a problem to book a handful of shows anyway. And, uh, and really get it off the ground. But, you know, the, the biggest thing, um, with that is we don't, I, I, uh, when the UMSS brought this out, we weren't positive with the wing thing, how, how it was going to go. And the cool part about it was we would do it, you know, down at Cedar Lake, you could run them both in one night. Right. And, um, and that was, and that was great, but you were, we were doing that with the UMSS where you've got, you know, 20, four, 25, 30 cars that show up, you know, 
you know, long-term established um, series, you know, they started in 2011. So, um, you know, with us, I don't want to risk hurting the non-wing um, series um, by jumping, you know, same nights into wings. Plus, to be very honest, I can't afford two race cars um, to have a dedicated wing car. And, you know, my guys are there to enjoy the night, not to, you know, bust, bust their butt all night long to switch wings and the carburetors and everything else back and forth, you know? And so, uh, you know, we're going to run the wing shows on separate nights from the, uh, the wingless shows. And that's not to say we wouldn't double up at some point potentially, but, um, but that's the ideology going in because, you know, we want, we're going to grow it just like we grew the other one. I mean, there are a couple other, um, cars in the area that, uh, you know, seem to enjoy the wings more than the non-wings. Um, I think you had one of them on, on last week or whatever, two weeks ago, uh, Patrick Heikinen yep. is one racer that we'd be really excited to, uh, to have, you know, come to a Northern Renegade wing show. And he's, he's offered his support already. And, you know, Rick Nemi does really well with, maybe does really well either way, but with the wings on. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we think that there, you know, we'd have a handful of cars and we know some of our guys are excited. Um, but we're going to try and build it the right way and, uh, and do it, you know, similar to what we're doing with uh, the non-wing cars and uh, make it so it works well for the racetracks and for the racers. And, and uh, but I mean, how cool to have, you know, wing cars coming to a place where wing cars haven't been for many, many, many years, you know, to racetracks that have not seen wing sprint cars in a long time. And uh, at a such an affordable rate over what a typical wing sprint car show costs a racetrack. I mean, there's a there's a huge economic side behind this, and I won't go into a lot of details. And it's definitely not to cut on anybody else's series, but you know the uh, the platform with which a lot of these series run is really expensive. And uh, you know they they just literally can't afford to go race the car for you know under five hundred dollars to start or whatever. And that's just not reality for a lot of these local tracks. So, Right. So, um, you know, we feel like we've got something. We're going to kind of dip our toe in the water and, and uh, see what happens. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. And I, I think the drivers will figure out which class they like better. And it'll just kind of work itself out from there. Oh, I think so. I think so. And we're, you know, again, I think uh, there's, there are drivers that are going to choose one or the other. There's going to be drivers that, you know, want to do both. Um, but I think having this option, I mean, they're just flat out. And I, I wouldn't have known this except for Reese, um, Jory Hughes's owner, uh, car owner. Um, but I mean, there's, there's just, there's sprint car guys and there's former sprint car guys that won't race a car without a wing. Um, and it has as much to do with safety as anything. Um, you know, they're, uh, so it just kind of opens up another platform and, you know, man, if we could get some of these, uh, some of these former sprint car drivers, I mean, well, I'll tell you what, I mean, you want to talk about highlights for the year at our <laughs> arrive and drive at Grand Rapids, I'm standing up in the crow's nest, you know, trying to keep an eye on things. And, uh, I, somebody's yelling at me from behind. I turn around and here's John Schultz. He's pointing at his race car, at Paul's race car. And he's, Daddy, you see you, she was in that thing. So I, you know, I can't, I can't, no, I can't see John. What, who? And, uh, well, here it's Harry Horsethief Johnson. And, right. uh, you know, and I mean, if there is a, you know, local legend, 
you know, there's a handful of guys I can name right offhand, but for Grand Rapids, you know, Harry is the guy. And, uh, um, you know, we've, we've been fortunate enough. I mean, you've got a handful of me, Roger Carlson and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a handful of guys up there, you know, on the iron range that have really made a, made a mark for themselves, you know, on a national scene, you know, and, yeah. but Harry's absolutely like that too. And of course, uh, Harry's, Harry's getting up there in years and, uh, I've offered him, you know, hundreds of times, like just take a lap, you know, and no, no, no. And, but I think he's feeling a little better. And, uh, of course, he built the engine in Paul's car, and uh, and yeah. So, what the heck? The next thing I know, it's it's on Facebook. It's on our Facebook page, um, the video of it. But uh, but yeah, the old horse thief in a sprint car. I mean, there that was definitely uh, something I had never ever ever thought I would see again. And uh, I used to sweep the shop at Harry's when I was a you know just a snot nosed kid just to try and learn something. And, You're and, still a uh, snot nosed kid. <laughs> <laughs> older one now. Yeah. But uh but no, it's uh that was really something. So I mean again, of all the things that could have happened this year, that's uh that was that was truly unexpected. So Okay, so now as long as we're talking about truly unexpected things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> looking back at the course of the year. The, yep. It's the season that we didn't expect to get because yeah. things have been just so screwed up. Oh, and, boy. And we busted our homes the last half of the summer because we could go racing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, 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 we took everything we could get. Yeah. <laughs> as, as the Renegades, what did we get in, 20 shows? In two I honestly have never sat down and counted them, but it was a lot. It was, it was, it was like a full season. Yeah. In a condensed fashion. Well, and it's funny cause it started with Fargo. Um, and it was like, we're racing, we're not racing. They're burning Minneapolis down. And then they're, and they're supposedly headed to Fargo. And we got, you know, I actually had guys calling like, are we still going? Like we heard that they're going to be rioting there and whatnot. And, and, uh, you know, you call on the track and it's like, we're, yes, we're racing. No, we're not. Yes, we are. But, uh, but yeah, then we get off and going and it, I don't want to say we sputtered at the beginning, but it was, you know, it seemed like we sat for so long before yeah. we got going. But then, man, once you broke free, it was, uh, it was, you know, all fluffed up and clucking. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it, was, it was really something. Well, we didn't go out to Fargo until June. Yeah, and then we didn't get start racing locally until the middle of July, right? You know, and then the, right. our actual season's half over by then, right? Well, yeah. in the Western cars, fortunately, some of our guys got a, you know some nights in right away because the the Western cars were able to go um, being in North Dakota a little bit quicker than the Minnesota cars, and then of course the Wisconsin shows opened up you know sooner than the Minnesota shows, and yeah. um, so, but it you know it's funny when you look back and you know, you think things are just so screwed up and how are we ever going to get through this and whatever. And then you look back and, you know, you can almost maybe see the, you know, some things worked out, you know, better, or you, you were introduced and we got to talk to racetracks and get a working relationship with racetracks that we maybe wouldn't have had. I mean, superior is one, not that we didn't have a, a working relationship with them, but you know, I think we were able to really solidify, how we could help them and how they could help us. And, uh, um, because they were just racing. I mean, there was, you know, they were, 
they were fulfilling a need for a long time because other tracks couldn't open and uh, and they did it the right way i mean they were gracious and as soon as other tracks were able to open they weren't greedy um you know just a, a great bunch of people over there and and uh, so it was uh it was really something when you look back at the relationships formed and and under the duress of the of the summer and of you know all of the craziness going on it was yeah i mean i don't know you know me i say everything happens for a reason and i i don't think you it's it's hard to argue that when you look at uh, how the season went yeah and i mean just the way we were were received and working with the different tracks yeah um, you know we had we had a couple little hiccups here and there and worked through them and just got everything in all of our shows i think went pretty well yeah yeah i think well from especially from a operations and a fan perspective i mean we definitely had some hiccups and and, uh you know had to apologize for several things and you know and it was uh it was like i said it was just a big learning experience but you know with the racetracks themselves i mean we showed them um that we are for real we're not we're not just uh you know we're in years past um you know i think we've done an okay job but especially without having you know somebody there to coordinate us with their show um and it's hard to explain right right away to a racetrack how important that is Um, but it's been proven time and again with the umss um you know they can integrate into a show and they can you know change quickly and whatever and with with you fulfilling that spot that uh, that really gave us you know that that filled that position that we needed to uh um, to be able to come to a racetrack and not you know not look like you know a bunch of a bunch of weekly uh people that were somewhat disorganized you know i mean bunch we of got the track, we got lined up. yeah i mean i don't know we, like i said i mean i think we've done a great job you know everything has fallen into place when it needed to our people have done what they needed to our racers um you know the racetracks have been accommodating and it's just uh you know if if you folks out there haven't gathered, this is pretty much the episode where we just pat ourselves on the back. And <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, the, Kaylee's getting his and, shoulder stretches in, twisting his arm yeah, around the back. Yeah, so. yeah, we, man, we did awesome. That's really something. You know? Boy, what, good job, us. But uh, it's uh, the work and the time and the effort and the money and um, the stuff that goes on in the background that it takes to even run these. You know put on one night of racing at these racetracks um hours of phone calls and text messages and uh, if you if you're not involved or have never been involved with your local racetrack i would not recommend it because i mean unless you're retired but it there is a ton of work and uh you know and it's it's show business man you know the show's got to go on and and uh it's it's really been eye-opening um and you know my family has adjusted to it really well, which I'm so thankful for. Um, but there's, there's a lot to it and, uh, I'm not definitely not, uh, you know, looking for any sympathy by any means, um, you know, for me or the series, um, but more of the appreciation and, you know, there's a lot of work goes into this. I can't imagine, you know, uh, with the racetrack trying to coordinate different series and whatever, but that's why it becomes so important to have somebody there that is the link between the guy who's trying to put on the show for the racetrack and the people that are trying to put on the show, you know, like I, you know, our series or whatever, um, you know, that's why racetracks have a race director per se. That's, but you know, there's so many moving pieces at all of these events and so many things that need to be checked on. I mean, you know, we, 
racetracks do a great job, but you know, we don't know going into a racetrack, um, a lot of them anyway, um, you know, what do they have for, you know, fire equipment? What do they have for ambulance? What, you know, there, there's a lot of check marks that need to be checked off to, so that we can ensure that our guys, um, you know, are put in the best position for, you know, from a safety perspective. And, yep. and, uh, you know, like I said, the racetracks, I mean, I don't think we've ever been let down, um, with, with what we found, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot to it. And, uh, so I'm, I'm just so happy that uh, all the pieces fell into place and, and that we're, we're able now to take another step, you know, with the wing cars. So that's, uh, that's really something. And I know when you, uh, got all carried away at the end of the year and went and bought your kid a uh, car to run next year, not a sprint car, but you bought him an entry level mini stock and he'll be competing on Sunday nights up in Bemidji with the, uh, fabulous four cylinders up there. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. We're excited. He, he um, didn't look like he was having any fun at all in that car in, in Cedar Lake though. <laughs> what? And what a spoiled brat. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> honestly, what kid gets to be the flag man at Cedar Lake two years in a row for their arrive and drive. Yeah. He got paid for it. Ron actually paid him against my will, my wishes, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Ron's a fair dude. So, um, and then, yeah, got to, uh, got to spend some laps at Cedar Lake. Um, you know, at his age is, uh, you know, I hope, and, and, you know, he's my kid, so I'm partial to him, but you know, he's, uh, he's a, uh, I, th- I think he grasps, um, a lot of it, you know, and, uh, well, he's kind of been right, be- right by your side through late models and modifieds and, uh, yeah. And he, yeah. and he runs that sled in the winter. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he's, uh, he's, and well, and he, he, uh, I don't, I don't know. He's got, he's got the, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's inherited or what it is. It's, but the, the love for the sport. And I tried extremely hard and I, maybe I failed, but, um, <laughs> to not push racing on him, but have it there available to him. Um, you know, and, and, you know, encouraged him obviously to race, but he's played every sport too, you know? And, and, uh, um, you know, I don't, we don't need to get too far into with my kid, but it's just this, but this leads us into, you know, some of the other new stuff we're working on, but, um, you know, it's, uh, that's what he wants. He wants to be, he wants to be Jonathan Davenport. He wants to be Brad Sweet. Those are his two guys. And, um, and so, uh, you know, and that's one of the, Gosh, I mean, I don't want to get into ideology, but um, one of the <laughs> one of the things that broke my heart about racing when I got out of the late model was that when I got into a late model and and all the time before that, you know, lightning could strike. You could, you know, Brady Smith was maybe one of the last, and afford, you know, he had good backing. There's no question um, that afforded him to be able to uh, to move up to the pros, but you know he had a killer run at Cedar Lake during the nationals and it just really put him on the map. You know, Jimmy Myers won the dream and he went from being a, yeah, you know, it's Jimmy Myers. He'll travel around a little bit to being a somebody, you know, yeah. but you could, you could win that race or you could, you know, and some, and all of a sudden you're on the map and you're somebody and, you know, and then you start getting help and money and pretty soon, you know, you're, although you might be in beans and living for the next, you know, paycheck, you know, at the racetrack, having you a know, bologna on were, hand sandwich. 
yeah you were <laughs> but you were racing for a living you know and uh and living your dream and i you know i probably kind of romanticize it more than maybe it was i'm sure it was you know if you've ever watched like the on dirt on dirt like the diary of a pit guy or whatever i think it was called i mean it's a being in a travel it's a you are in a traveling circus is what you're doing yeah and you know when the fans are celebrating the victory and what a great show you're washing the car and cleaning it up and getting it because you got to do it again tomorrow you know and it's so it's not it's definitely not a not a glamorous life by any means but man i it was everything i ever wanted when i was when i was a kid and fortunately i got a, a little taste of it and um it turned out that it was a lot of work and it's a job and uh, so i'm very happy with this but um you know that's way that's off one track thing from where is, we'd gotten started to go yeah <laughs> yeah but but uh that's what broke my heart and that because um now it's everything has to do with dollars and what you can bring to the table to give you that opportunity you know and so now you have and these are my opinions um now you have kind of you know this lack of character eh, character is the wrong word lack of personality um you know in the nascar types you know um because they've you know they've been able to make it there but you have to look a certain way and you have to you know bring a bunch of money and some sponsors and and whatever and and uh so it's just kind of taking all the you know the the flaws the personality flaws and the good old boy type mentality out of everything and uh and it's it's sad i i wish that a guy could really put in the effort and uh you know spend the late nights in the garage and have the passion for it but i think what we're building here will hopefully be a good step for a young kid um to get into a wing car you know before he's got to go duke it out with a 410 guy you know um and and maybe 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 it'll get a guy somewhere you know or something I, and maybe i'm just nuts you know man i'm just an old <laughs> man now that's dreaming but man well, i sure i sure missed them days there were there was a handful of us that said you were pretty nuts for grabbing that hornet car and putting together the <laughs> renegade hornets yeah and yeah. there was a handful of, of young men that piloted that car on a rotating basis yeah through the the craziest summer on on record and uh, there's three of them that went and got their own cars now for next year. Yeah, yeah, we it it seemed to work out pretty good. We're gonna we're gonna probably do it again. Um, still got the car and needs a little work, but uh, that was I mean, just another whole podcast could be dedicated just to the the stories that revolved around that thing. Yeah. Um, you know, from from the first time these guys kind of being awkward together. I mean, these are just basically it was whoever wanted to sign up. You know. Um, and we'd figure it out and they formed a team and, and, uh, we just stood back and made sure they didn't hurt themselves and kind of guided them and did the welding and whatever. But, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun experience and not at all actually like I had, um, envisioned it going envision. Yeah. Envision it to be, but, uh, still worked out really cool. And I'll tell you, um, one of the, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not, but I think it's one of the best lessons uh, that I was able to kind of point out to my son um, through the Hornet team was the introduction of girls into the pit area. Oh boy. <laughs> and, and, and so the dynamic, it turns out when you've got, you know, four or five guys, you know, all in their, you know, mid, mid teenage years, um, 
you know, uh-huh. and they're got a race car and man, they're focused and they're all good. They're going to win everything and they're having a good time. And, uh, all of a sudden a couple of girls start, you know, showing up and I'll tell you, it, uh, it made a huge difference. <laughs> Things changed a lot. And, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, it just, it, but that's, you know, that's the stuff they're going to remember, you know, right. that's, uh, the, the laughs and, you know, of course the nights are racing, you know, but that's, and in the bottom line of all of this, in maybe the point of life itself, just the experience and, and, you know, you can't take it with you. So, I mean, all the cool memories you make. And so, um, yeah, seeing those guys get some, uh, get their own cars and, and, uh, even be able just to turn laps and feel like they were somebody and be competitive and yeah, what yeah. a cool deal. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, that's you know totally selfish i mean totally <laughs> selfish I, you know fortunately the the series had a little bit of money and, and so the series bought the car and, and uh you know i yeah i'd be i'd be lying if i said I, it wasn't you know a selfish move on my part just because i'm i enjoy that stuff i love seeing you know them them young men and kind of you know maybe brings the guy back a little bit so yeah takes you back to when you had your first four cylinder Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you didn't know anything. Thought you knew everything. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, well, so we're going to do that again. Um, you know, we've actually got a couple of the other snowmobile racing kids are, uh, have gotten, I know one of them's got a mini stock too. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to get some more support for it and, and, uh, you know, have, if we could get everybody a chance to try a race car that wanted to, um, that would really be, that would really be something. And, uh, but also pointed out that there's a giant hole in the industry right now for a stepping stone for these kids. And so we've started working on that a little bit too. And that's where that, uh, four cylinder full size sprint car starts to come in. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of a Hornet based deal, but, uh, still on a sprint car platform and kind of bridges the gap between the midgets and go-karts into an, a full-size car. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we've already got, you know, good feedback and bad feedback and, uh, you know, lots, everybody's got an opinion. And, you know, the one thing I will, you know, start this segment off by saying is I know we don't need more classes. I know. I get it. Trust me. We've, we've got a plan. So, and it's not to bore the fans to tears. That's not the plan. Let's just keep adding classes. That's absolutely not the plan. Um, it's, the, it's, it's, uh, it's the, we've got a plan part that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a plan. <laughs> so, but it, you know, a series of things have to fall into place before this will become a viable option, but it has industry support. Um, yeah. Hoosier Tire is 100% behind it. Um, you know, a couple of, uh, of other um, industry representatives, um, you know, the problem is, and, you know, I am completely uneducated when it comes to lightning sprints, mini sprints, micro sprints, whatever. I just know the perception. And, you know, they look expensive. Um, and, you know, I don't, I'm definitely not trying to cut on the class or anything like that. And I'm, I would hazard to guess like anything, there's several ways you can go about it. So I'm sure just like, you know, you can run a late model affordably, you know what I mean? It's just not feasible to do that consistently or to, you know, give yourself the best, you know, 
position to to win a race or whatever your goals are but um what we see um and i'll i'll take responsibility i'll take the heat um you know this was <laughs> this was because we bought a mini stock and i started thinking about the pattern what's what does it look like where do where what's the stepping stone for my kid to get into a sprint car um take the motor out of yeah. the mini stock and put it in a sprint car well and so yeah in a way it just uh the the thought process was okay so mini stock because it's a real drive car um sundays we don't race you know often um unless we're in bemidji or proctor and uh so um you know sunday's a good night for us to race together um but then what you know let's say that goes good and you get a couple years in that um you know where are we headed here and so maybe a mod four would be the next step perhaps um you know because they're squirrely and and fast and whatever um but a pure stock's not really a great option um you know pure stock's you know, a lot of them cost more than what we have in our cars. Um, you know, not to cut on, on those cars either, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, where, where's the next step? You know, you go super stock, well, then you're kind of going maybe a late model route. Um, you know, I don't know. And so it really got me thinking like, there's, there's just this step, which midgets, um, you know, I think micro sprints and then midgets were designed to fill that gap. right? Right. Um, and midgets, are anybody that knows anything about them but which is you know i don't know a lot about them but i know that everything i can find on them there are a lot of custom parts they're they're you know there's a lot of there's a lot of dollars in a midget well and they're and you know and the and you know it's kind of like the restrictor plate motor right like supposed to save money for the nascar guys but ends up costing way more well you know the four cylinder i think was supposed to do that and they've just been let to be out of control and now you know if you're gonna be competitive in a in a midget i mean it's a it's a very spendy proposition and and as is all of racing all right i you know i'm aware of that too but so the idea is and we have no idea if this is going to work we're just going to try it um the idea is to put a 2.3 um the motor is going to be loosely based off a mod 4 engine um but we're going to tone her back a little bit um with uh with some uh, you know, I won't get into the specifics, but basically we're going to kind of keep the RPM down a little bit to, you know, extend the longevity of the motor, limit some of the head work and some of the things that get really pricey in them and uh, hopefully have a motor that'll go a couple of years, um, you know, with limited, uh, you know, re redoing. Um, well, and, the, and this, this summer is going to be a whole lot of testing. There's not going to be anything yeah, really no no four cylinder sprint car related happening this year except for a ton of testing yeah car a car um i actually um i was talking with a really nice uh western renegade and uh and i don't know if he wants to be named or not but he is super excited um and so he has kind of offered up a one of his chassis um to get a four cylinder in we've got a couple motors um that are going together here soon um and we're so we're going to try a couple different things and we want to see you know we don't know what tires to put on the back of them we got some ideas um but um hoosier actually is talking to is going to take a look at designing an affordable right rear tire for these that's uh that will be the right fit yeah because i don't um, imagine that a four cylinder is going to have enough yank to to spin a 105 inch tire no no <laughs> it's, it's really, i mean it's I look at the weight of my son's mini stock and that thing scoots pretty good. Um, you know, and it's heavy. Um, they're, they're substantially heavier than a sprint car, even with a, you know, with a V8 in a sprint car. And so this thing is going to be light. So they will, they'll be quick. 
um, maybe too quick even. We're not sure, but uh, um, but yeah, different different back tires. Um, where you know I want it to be so basically change out the motor so the drive line and everything is is going to be the same as a uh, as a regular sprint car. But um, you know different back tires and uh, the other thing you know and this is just a vision right now, but um, kind of a it'll have somewhat of a nose piece and some side pods and. And somehow the rear bumper is going to kind of cover up the back of the tire because what you want is for these kids to be able to make a mistake and not have to pay for it by by landing on their head, you know. Um, like you might just you know, have to make them a little wider front bumper and a, and a wider rear bumper. Yeah, yeah, um, and we, you know, and we're gonna. I, I, the other thing I don't want is I don't want them to look exactly like a wingless sprint car. You know, right. because you kind of get that A mod B mod thing where a fan gets confused. Well, wow, that one sounds different, but why? Why the hell are there two yeah. of the same thing? You know, I want them to have their own look, but yet not look like anything else. You know, and okay. I know there's some cars out there that have been had side pods on them before, so um, we're gonna kind of do something like that. But something easy, you know, tin or whatever that a guy could, you know, people could do at home. You know? Yeah, you know, and so nothing, nothing elaborate. It, it kind of makes me think of some of those. Uh... I don't even know what they're called, but they run they run them in Australia. Yeah, and, and they're uh, they're kind of like a super modified type thing, where they're a sprint car, but they're the old style full body thing, but they got this yep. huge bumpers on them. Ryan Johnson could tell us what they mean, what they're called. He raced one of them, I think. And they're <laughs> they're kind of indestructible because well, if you've they, ever seen the videos, trying to destroy each other. <laughs> they're driving the up the wall, hitting the catch fence, driving them back down, and going Yahoo, and standing on right. it, taking off again. Yeah, teaming up on each other, and yeah, that's uh, we we need to get Ryan on to talk about that. That's, weird, like, that, that's really something, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the concept. Um, you know, like I said, um, is it going to work? Are we going to roll this out in twenty twenty two? Well, we'd love it. If it will but it just flat out might not you know right um we've had guys say that that'll never work and them they might be right but we're gonna find out yeah. and uh we're we've we've already allocated some dollars i actually have how, how um, many guys said the sprint car class we have now would never work oh you know not many <laughs> it's funny that's when I, you know the hashtag promoter money right <laughs> and uh that's the other thing that's the kind of the running joke is that it'll never work so so whenever somebody suggests anything uh you know at any of our you know promoter type meetings or whatever that that's always the first thing that comes out it'll never work, it'll never work. So, <laughs> but uh hey you know i mean the bottom line is we're we're having fun um i feel like our racers are having fun um, you know, a lot of exciting things going on and, and, uh, this has nothing to do with, uh, being better than anybody else. It has to do with exactly that, having a great time and, and uh, you know, throwing some dirt and man, I never, never had so much fun in a race car as I do in, uh, in these sprint cars. So, so I guess if that continues, then we'll probably be okay. Well, I tell you what, it's been a, it's, <laughs> this summer was a hell of a ride and it was a lot of fun to be a part of it and uh, yeah doing the yeah, things that i good. did um, i'm glad that you say that because i don't know who else I, would do it right now <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year it's going to be entertaining as hell uh, right <laughs> you know this this off season will we'll, we'll try to keep that entertaining as well on this program but uh i know i got some things i got to go and get done i know you got a family you got to go and entertain yeah yeah and it's, uh, uh, it's time you know, uh, just don't forget to get out and support our, support our sponsors, uh, Palmer's Tavern, 
they are doing curbside, uh, like 11 to 1.30, and then they go again like 4 to 4.30 or 5 o'clock until 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, Monday through Saturday. Uh, they take Sundays off just to recoup a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know Residlo's Old World Meats is open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, down in Hermantown. And you can check them out at oldworldmeats.com, liquid nitro energy drink. Uh, you can find them online at uh, dukesuperstore.com. And you can get it shipped right to your door. Or you can find out where it's available in the stores in your area on that aspect of things. I got, I got one more note. Uh-oh. Something I promised you I'd have figured out and uh, <sighs> that we would announce on this podcast. And I just almost slipped my mind. Um, we were doing a tech seminar. Uh, yes. Is it 11th and 12th or the 12th and 13th? 12th and 13th. Uh, okay. Of uh, December. And due to the new restrictions, um, we are going to postpone that. I will be announcing the, the new date on the next podcast. Um we are going to try and put out some videos um, in the meantime, uh, just to kind of get guys engaged and, and whatever. Um, and we're, you know, this will just give us a little more time to get the, you know, the tech seminar, which will be in conjunction with the driving school. And we can go through all this stuff, you know, next time around. But uh, um, these are things that we're doing. We want to do for our racers, um, you know, to get everybody up to speed as quickly as possible. So, the point of it though, the main point and the thing I was most excited for was getting everybody together and, you know, having that let's talk racing environment. And we're not able to do that um, right now. No bench uh, racing. Damn it. But, but (laughs) yes, it is coming. We're not giving up on it. Um, And um, those that were reserved, um, we'll have the first crack at, uh, at the the new dates and uh, we'll, like I said, in the meantime, we we talked about doing like a pay per view and some other stuff, but uh, yep. you know, it just doesn't feel right. What, what feels right is what we do best, which is get together and have a blast. And so we're going to uh, we're going to try and stick with that format. But keep your eyes peeled for uh, maybe some some videos coming out, some tech videos. You know, Randy's tech corner or something. <laughs> or we don't know what we're calling it, but but uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it it'll probably be. won't be Randy's tech corner, but it'll be a Randy Cam <laughs> creation. How's that sound? There you go. Yeah, we, that's what we need. We need to dust off the Randy Cam. Yeah, you there. need to shush. So. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for uh, for letting me letting me uh, get that out and. Uh, the next episode will be just as exciting with a little less uh, patting ourselves on the back and maybe a little more information. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. For Kaylee, this is Randy. So the Renegades on Dirt. We are going to get out of here. We'll see you next time.